Welcome, everybody. This is How to English with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and source materials will be referenced where possible. Hi, Em. Hello. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Gav. Gav. Sorry, Gav. Gav. <laughs> don't I, worry. I need to keep saying your name, don't I? Hi, Em. Hi, Gav. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Are you Gav? ready? Yeah, I'm ready, Gav. Here we go. Good. So, today, Em, we're going to do the big one. Mm. This What's is that? the self-titled episode. Oh, self-titled, like the name of what? It's the name of the podcast, <gasps> is the name of the, ti- of the episode. I love it. Okay. okay, so I guess the listeners already know that we're talking about how to teach and learn. Yeah, that's very logical. We yeah, should... we've finally got round to it on yes. episode well, blah, 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 twenty blah. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, how to actually teach? How to, and how to actually learn? Exactly. We're going to go into a bit more detail this time. Just make it. Well, I shouldn't give too much away, should I? This, let's lead up to it slowly. All right, keep, okay. it, keep it secret. So, um, as I said, uh, um, we're going to start with something that makes it memorable oh. for the students. So that's your, like, number one tip. That's it. That's where I'm coming Make in. Make it memorable. Yes. This How? is, this is the, the, the foundations of yeah. our learning triangle. Triangle. Okay. Memorable. Okay. <laughs> What? Oh, so, right. Okay, okay I'm so going to go with you. Picture um, it. Okay. So, um, teacher <laughs> says to the student something. There you go. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how is that student going to remember? Yeah, that's the, definitely a very good question. So, mm-hmm. what tips have you got to making it memorable apart from something shocking, impactful? That works. That's a really good tip. Yeah. Shock them. Like what? How? Shouting, <laughs> um, whispering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned some of this before. I did, yeah, but, but you're right. Really, getting somebody's attention is memorable. That's they true. will remember because I, I even say to my students, so what? What was the last lesson that we had? And, the, and they just tell me one from about six months <laughs> ago, whether it was actually really memorable. Something they remember. Yeah, yeah something they remember. You're right. And like, I think if you've said a thousand times third person S, third person S, third yeah. person S, and then one day you just say third person S, <gasps> and the the students like, sorry. Oh my god, I'd be and terrified. They're kind of looking in at you, sort of trying to hear you, hear oh. you, and then you slowly just say it quietly again and then they're like oh god is that what you were trying to tell me they might actually remember it they might perhaps that that might work i think you've got i think with memorable comes um variation like unpredictable would be memorable wouldn't it yes and not just you know the unexpected yeah not just techniques but i think also uh, memorable activities, memorable yeah. texts, yep. even memorable mm-hmm. videos. Yes. Just because often when you do ask, "What did we do in that lesson?" Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to say we did present perfect or we did the conditional. Hopefully they say not. what they usually do is they say, "Oh, we talked about that YouTube video with yeah. that thing that happened." Yeah, and that's what stays, I think, in people's minds. Nobody yes. has like that amazing present perfect lesson where the grammar was just <laughs> you know everybody remembered it. It's, Unless it was a really bad. Lesson. Lesson, and then they might say, we did grammar, it was present perfect. And mm. everybody hated it. 
And yeah. we'll never forget it because we hate you for it. Yeah. Yes, that's so, memorable in a negative way. It is. Well, that's arguable if that works as well. But I think if you can present it, the language, in mm-hmm, a way that mm-hmm. they don't even, the student doesn't even realise that it's grammar or that it's yeah. you know, an academic thing. They just remember it was a really interesting topic. And from that language comes naturally. How could the student look for materials that were more memorable? Do you think that they could have a look at videos on YouTube, for example, and, and find something that's a bit different or a bit more interesting or something they're not familiar with? Would that be more memorable and maybe more effective? Know. It's very hard to know what will be memorable. I think we only know after it, don't we? Mm. You know, we look back and think we are remember. You okay. don't. You very rarely think I'm going to remember this moment. You know, in life generally, it's okay. not often that you do think yeah. that. So, so I'm I, not. I'm not recommending that people go and look at shocking things. No, in order to I don't, that's what I'm wondering if you were suggesting it. I don't think okay. it's easy to identify the things that you are going to remember. Okay. Maybe our job as a teacher is to do that for students yeah. but to help students remember i think that's a separate okay maybe a separate topic yes. we've discussed about how to remember language um i think you know today we're focusing on how to teach and learn tips for that you know, okay like, what okay. can you do i suppose it fits in doesn't it all it? fits in it but does. um uh, i was just going to say a typical one is uh telling stories and mm. that's a really good way to like it's quite memorable when you again it's you're not focusing just on the language you're focusing on the context and that's what makes it more interesting yeah i think they say that don't they about memory in general if you like if you want to remember a deck of cards who are you quoting now well (laughs) i've I've got to find another article memory skills if you want to remember is this your personal opinion you have to remember the jack of hearts went into the building number two and you're you're finding the article for this one all right i'll find it but i know it exists and it is it is proven that if you fight if you make a story around mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like always give an example with the grammar oh you know don't just isolate the sentence okay put it into a story put it into a context yes okay and i think you're right about that memorable thing like before he i think we've said this sentence before or oh, sorry when he got to the lesson he realized he hadn't got dressed or something he had forgotten his trousers he had forgotten his trousers so that is such a funny image that is and and a funny story that's what i do actually when i teach some words if i if i want to teach something like i don't know embarrassed yes i'll say oh well imagine if i'm standing in front of you talking to you in the classroom and suddenly my trousers fall down that's a lasting image isn't it it is a lasting image you're not going to forget that image so yeah I think mm-hmm. those things are very useful as a okay. teacher and maybe as a student. If you're mm-hmm. learning a new word, a, a vocabulary word that's not very easy to remember or familiar, mm-hmm. put it into a funny sentence or <gasps> a, a story in your head that's that good. helps you remember them. Is it, is it called a memory palace or something? I don't <laughs> you... know. I've never heard of it. It oh. sounds lovely. It does. And you, a memory and you, Like you said, you put all different objects in there. and uh-huh. But anyway, yes, we're, I'm getting confused now. Okay. Uh, distracted, I should say. Okay. Um, um, so that is memorable. Make it memorable. Mm-hmm. Telling stories is a good tip. I well. agree. Okay. Uh, keeping it relevant. Relevant. So relevant to the learner. Mm-hmm. And how can what you're teaching them be connected directly with their lives? Uh-huh. 
can I, all right, maybe I think of an example. Like I had a student who was a uh, manager of the fish department in a supermarket. Brilliant. What a brilliant job. Yeah. I can't think of any other student who I could have gone into that much depth with about fish, to be honest. Are you going to use puns now? No, I'm really not. I'm genuinely, (laughs) you know, sincere here that I spent a hell of a lot of time researching fish. And I wouldn't do that for anybody else. It was okay. only because it was his job and he needed it and he needed to be able to describe, you know, all the different parts of the fish. And That's the... amazing. So Fish anatomy. That was relevant okay. and useful, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't use that lesson again, unfortunately. You know, no, that, that's, that's not gone. relevant to 99% of your class. Yeah, yeah. You know, basic fish anatomy maybe, but okay. not like the very detailed stuff okay. so yeah. is that a good example what that's you mean a really that really in, good example yeah. and, and, and a more simple way like if you're teaching emailing language to somebody who doesn't email mm-hmm. that's not very useful telephone language it has to be what the student's actually going to use in okay. the future so it needs to be relevant and connected with their lives yeah and there's a lot of uh, exercises in books about you know very specific things on phone email and i think you need to cherry pick Yes. In those books, what will actually help students? Yeah. And as the student, as we always say, yeah. golden rule, tell your teacher exactly what you need to do. Yeah. So don't just say, I need to practice emailing. Yeah. Say, I need to practice emailing with people who have to schedule meetings yes. or you know uh, talk to HR departments yes. or whatever. So the teacher then knows what kind of emails. That's it. You're you're sending. Definitely. So keep it relevant. I like that. Okay, good. And Mm. my next point Mm -hmm. is keep it real. Keep it real. That's a nice phrase, isn't it? People say that, don't they? As they say like they go, bye bye, keep it real. Yeah, be be yourself. Like Yeah. What do you mean in relation to teaching? It fits in quite well with the others. Maybe it's a bit like relevant, real. Real. real, real, like real life. Okay, I can think of something like uh, I was teaching phrasal verbs last week, mm-hmm. and um, real situations. One student, I said, "Have you have you had to give up anything, or have you given up anything recently?" And he said, "Oh yes, I gave up smoking." And I said, "Oh my god, that's amazing, right. really!" And he said, "No, it's just an example." Oh no, I hate it when they do that. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, right, well." That's fine. Good, good example. Nice English, but make it real. Make it make real. Make it real. Yeah, that's what I say. I say, like, tell me about your real life. Tell me about what actually happens. So even if your teacher asks you to, I don't know, complete a sentence with, if I won a million dollars or whatever, what, what would you really well, that's, that's do? that's your first mistake, you see. You said dollars. You've got to make it relevant. You know, you've got to make that currency. They might be living their in own a... Their own currency. All right, maybe then. They might be living in a... Country that has dollars. Right, just, <laughs> just a small you know, thing. Just a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually, because if you play a lottery in a different country, I'm not, I think you're not allowed to win. But it's an interesting conversation. That See, is, that's real. That's real. Again, we're having a real conversation. <laughs> it's not hypothetical. No, it's, even well, though we're using <laughs> hypothetical language. Uh huh. Yeah. Good so stuff. it doesn't have to be even real. It just needs to be. We get back to relevant. Are we? I don't know. And I think as well that also ties into memorable. Oh. Because if somebody, if a student tells you something about their life, yeah. I think they're going to remember it. And I always say this to my exam students because sometimes they do create like these little 
dialogues mm-hmm. sometimes and I'm like really did that happen and they're like no and I said but just don't don't do that in an exam because once you start to lie it's that not to say lie but once you start to say things that aren't <laughs> true about yourself it's that classic thing you you just have to make a bigger lie to oh. to make the lie you have to keep inventing okay and that's tiring and that that's tiring. really hard yeah. so I always say to my exam students just say what's true and they're like well it's boring I don't have any pets oh. um something like that okay. <laughs> I say well that's fine you just have to speak you just have to say well talk about your friends pets yes that's right talk just about your pets when you're a child as long as it doesn't make you too sad find a link just find something that you know can help you express it because yeah. it's real for yeah. you and yeah. it's also you know interesting and that's to talk point, about real things that's the point of that what we're doing is is about making it um this communication real and meaningful between people that's what we're encouraging them to do we're not just creating these very fake situations we want people to really genuinely share their ideas it reminds me i have um done uh, an exercise with my student where we opened online we opened a page of uh, a car manufacturer i think the student was looking for a new car so we opened uh, one that he was particularly interested in and then we compared it to another one that he was kind of interested in. And I got him to describe the differences between them. And it was really mm. real for him. And he, he actually learned quite a lot about the car that he was interested in. And another student, I remember we spent at least half an hour looking for musical potties. Potties? Yeah. You know, for babies. God, they make them musical? Yeah, you know, when you get like a little sound every time it No, I really didn't know that. That's um, So yeah, we had a good search online for some of those. And And it was was really useful for the student. That was my point. Yeah, yeah. So they're not just sitting there. I was going to say that word you've said, useful. Mm. Isn't that another one? Like the, the golden rules of... How many sides has this triangle got? What was the triangle thing? It's getting bigger. I think it's like a hexagon now. It's well, I was thought it, we were building on top of it till we get to pyramid. The, yeah. Maybe All right. A, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fine. So yes, useful, really, because then they've they've actually learnt something yes. that they can go out in the world and use. So. And we mentioned before, take them to the supermarket, take them for mm-hmm. a coffee, or take your teacher, even better, <laughs> and um, you can have real experiences in real places. Yeah. Now, yeah. Repeated. It must be repeated. So students, once you've written this vocabulary or this grammar into your notebooks, Mm -hmm. go back to it again later. Don't just write in there and think, oh, I know that or I don't need that anymore because it's here. Students, listen. Listen to this. It's good advice. Return to that language. Read it again and then do some example sentences. Think about how you can use that in your next lesson with your teacher. It's got to be done at least three or four times, I'd say, before you start remembering it. I'm not an expert. It's an opinion. Um, But (laughs) I I don't think you can see a word once and immediately well some people can yeah. but you it's good and as a teacher i think i fail a bit with this i do um sometimes just move on too much and i don't go back and right I think okay as a teacher it's really important to know and to remember that, yeah that students need repetition and they need to revise mm-hmm. and i don't know why i just think that it's like boring for students but it, it's not, is it? No. It's really not. It's a really important thing. It is a bit boring, but I, like you say, I think you need to see new language 
two or three times at least before mm. it, it's definitely in there. And what sort of distance, like how much time between do you think is uh, optimum like for remembering? I think daily, really. Oh, really? So that would be more on the student then to yep. actually keep a list or um, uh, like a, we've had before like flashcards yeah. or something. Yeah. So Put them around your bedroom. Yeah, okay. Put, put something on your phone. Use the apps that we mentioned before in the previous episode. Yeah. So you you see them over and over again. And the teacher should try and remember to use the language in the lesson or, again, get yeah. the flashcards out and just say, all right, you give me an example sentence with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very effective. I agree. Repet- rep- re- repetition yes. is very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. But maybe not boring repetition. If no. you can make it an interesting game or something. Yeah. Um, um, so um, it's memorable and repetitive. Yes, and fun. Well, I think I said that, yeah. In a yeah. game, yeah. Fun. And um, what's also a really nice thing for students is um, teach, your teacher will teach you, hopefully, relevant language that is real and you will see it in different places. So you'll learn some new words and then you'll be reading an article or you'll be watching a video and then suddenly those words that your teacher taught you are there right in front of you. And you think, wow, my teacher's teaching me really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And now now I know it. That's it. Yeah. Um, I've got produce or, or vocalise or... Right. Yeah, okay. So, are they the same produce and vocalise? I mean, I think produce maybe is definitely the um, key. Mm-hmm. There's no point having everything this passively. This is more, more like a well, isn't it? This is a well of knowledge rather than a pyramid God, or a you've triangle. you changed it now from geometry to irrigation. Yeah, I think it's sort of flowing. All right, whatever <laughs> no, you want. It can be a river, it can be a sea. Whatever you want, just choose whichever one fits best. It's adapting as we're using it. Okay. Yeah, I think production. There's no point having all of this passive stuff that's just there. All this knowledge in your mind. Yeah, and I think I have no research again, but there must be something that says when you activate this stuff. Well, from your own experience. Okay, from my own experience, yes. Like if you um, plan a lesson, for example... You can plan, 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 read about it, look at the teacher's notes, think about it all the time. Until you've actually taught that lesson, I don't think you really feel you know it very well. But then once you've taught that lesson, it's like you've learned. You've learned how to teach it and then you do it again and maybe improve, change a few things. And I think teaching and learning is the same, really. Once a student has learned that grammar point, Mm -hmm. language... Mm -hmm. Once they've actually used it, talked about it, yeah. it's it's then something more, I don't know, like deeper. It's more meaningful, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely. I think um, and the same with the student. If uh, Until they're really producing it in the classroom or producing it in real life, it's still, it's just an, an academic or it's a, a knowledge that they have. Which is why it's so good to get the students to explain it to each other. Like if you get a, a grammar point and somebody's like not following it or you're looking at someone's face and they're like blank and you're okay, mm. like you're obviously, you know, we can go over it again. But I'm not going to tell you this again. Obviously, there are five other people in the room that were listening to me describing this thing. Yeah. So that, let them then explain it. Mm. And then you also can see you can see whether it's 
been understood properly. Yeah. Because sometimes I think as teachers we've had to stop explanations and say, well, sorry, that isn't what it is at all. You, you haven't understood either. <laughs> like, let's go back to the beginning, yeah. start again. But then it's lovely when you get a student who really has understood it and then mm-hmm. they get the pleasure of explaining it. That's wonderful. They get to use their English and it, that's a great skill, isn't it, to explain something? Yeah, students become teachers. I and think it's you, wonderful. As a teacher, you just sit back and you just watch yeah. and enjoy it and think, yeah, that's really it. good. So I quite like it when there's somebody that's not really following it, or yeah, not, not really, but like if somebody comes in late, for example. Yeah, you've mentioned that. I did. I love it. It's okay. a great opportunity. Okay. Just catch up with everybody. Yeah, and also you can do the activities where you've got. Group A learn certain mm. words or learn about something, and the student B or group B learn about something else, and then yeah. they need to exchange that. Is that Perfect. jigsaw again, isn't it? Uh, maybe you're into these names and labels. Exchanging yeah, it could information. Be. I think it's information exchange. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's lovely. Okay. That's really effective. I'm going to bring and in one. Oh, go on. I was just going to summarize, like. Uh, no, I'm not ready there yet. To su- Are we summarizing now? I was just going to say, like, that, that is repetition that's oh, right. hopefully real they're talking yeah. about something that's real and, and related it's relevant to their lives something that's memorable because uh-huh. it's going to be a memorable activity okay. covers all of those yeah okay um i was going to add the pace of the lesson oh. is very important i think to how well the information is received and how much the students take in yeah because there's no point just having 60 minutes of information no just Bang, bang, bang. Yes. Nobody can actually absorb that. So I think... Do you mean that's that's the teacher just basically lecturing the student? Yeah. Or or even just, and here's this activity, and now you're going to practice, and this is this, and now there's this, and now, and like the students don't get a minute to digest, reflect, reflect, absorb Mm, all of that. Um, So I think um, it's really good to have moments of quiet time or just you know, stop for a minute and say, okay, who's got questions? Do we need to go back through it? And don't be scared to to do that. Um, Students generally don't have questions, unfortunately. They don't, but that doesn't mean they don't have, they don't need time just Mm. to process. Because I think if you say, right, okay, here's this, and who's got questions? No, no one? Okay. Have they had time to even think about whether they have a question? Sure. So sometimes they may just need longer. Yeah. Or even if you say, right, everyone make a question. Yeah. You know, think of a question based on these points I've just said. Or these new words that we've just learned. And that and that will check that the student knows the word and they know how to use it in context. And the pacing of that is it's like, you know, any activity or any event you go to in life or any anything, you know, like they say with having kids, you're supposed to have these like activities that are warming make them energized and then relaxing and then you know yeah. quiet time okay. and it's just um human nature i think that we need these okay active times and downtimes. okay in your you can opinion cut that bit out if you don't like it personally speaking yes <laughs> i know i need that yeah i absolutely agree with you and you're right that can be um a, a flaw in the teacher's uh, teaching methods that they will not give time to the students to reflect and the the teacher's really scared of silence and scared yeah. of of times where the the lesson is is not a, a, a fast pace yeah 
I, I think I, I like to remember when I'm teaching and try and think what what's the pace that I live. And to be honest, it's quite slow. Really, I was going <laughs> to say the total opposite. I thought you, oh. compared to other people, I thought you lived quite a fast-paced life. No, but, but when I'm learning, I'd say that I'm, oh, okay. I like to take my time. I, yeah. I couldn't rush because it just wouldn't stay in my mind. And I think when you've had a class for a while, you know, as a teacher, you know kind of who's keeping up, who's not, if yeah. you need to slow down a bit. So yeah. it's kind of natural after a while. But I think that the first couple of lessons, it's it's better maybe just to go on a slightly slower rate um, to just see who's keeping up. Yeah. Um, and then maybe just start getting a bit faster. But pacing is important and also types of activities, I sure. think, not not 60 minutes of just speaking that, not that 60 like, minutes that of sounds just like listening. a whole episode Which, we, what yeah. you're describing pace and yeah. you know, how to break it down into i think we could parts. do that yeah it's a good, it's idea. A good idea to talk about um but yeah varied activities mm-hmm. some quiet activities some games some reading some grammar whatever yeah. just mixed up yeah, you know yeah, make yeah. it more interesting in Definitely. that way. And lots of active learning, as we've sort of mentioned before, mm. that the students should be involved. There should be something they're trying to get out of this uh, activity. There should be some kind of conclusion to it, where they, mm-hmm. there's some fulfilling... Like a target, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, also, I think we've discussed it before, but when you've got a group of people... And they're all different levels, maybe, mm. and they're all different personalities. Mm-hmm. You've got to really try to go across the board, you know, at a pace that everyone's happy with. Yeah. Um, because it's so varied, isn't it? You know, what people can actually do yeah, compared sure. to each other. Mm. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I usually follow... Um, one of the slower students. <laughs> they sort uh-huh. of pace it around the slower. Anyway, I think that's a whole different, okay. different thing. But... What do they say? Fly with the fastest, is it? Or or whatever with the slowest. I don't know. But you pick your, your pace. Um... Yeah, whatever you think suits. So, as you said at the beginning of that part, whatever suits you, the teacher, and you know your students. Yeah. That's it. I, I wanted to say just briefly about um, how and when learning happens... Because that is a big part of how to teach and learn. When when does the learning happen? I, yeah. I think it's a bit of a mystery, to be honest, because <laughs> I say, well, actually, my students say to me, Gav, I'm stuck. I'm not moving forward in my English. What should I do? And it's quite hard for me to say, you know, well, you need to read more. You need to listen to more stuff in English. That That's the best way. I think it just happens. Mm-hmm. But... You can't say that to them. <laughs> Don't worry, it just happens. <laughs> well, you can say it, but they can have you? to realise that they've still got to put a lot of work in exactly. there. Exactly. I think it's if you not... say it just happens, they're like, oh, well, okay, well I don't I'm, need to I'm do gonna, anything. I'm going to go to the pub then. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just happen. But I, I think it's finding that balance of, of working really hard on your English, but not stressing about it. Like when they're speaking to mm. me, I know they're making mistakes and they know that they're making mistakes. Yeah. But it's a vicious circle, they can't isn't it? Just focus on the language because then they, they're not really communicating. So it's mm-hmm. you you do need to just try and communicate, but sometimes, you know, if you keep making the same mistakes, if the teacher says, Come on, you need to really start focusing yeah. and, and not make that mistake anymore, then you know, really try to make yourself correct it. Yeah, conscious effort. That's it. But um, otherwise, it just happens. 
Yeah, there's a certain amount of just relax, don't worry about it. Obviously, the more people worry about it, then they get stressed and that is definitely not going to help them learn. Um, And also, yeah, what what you say about when does it actually happen, when that teaching moment, I think it's very... um, very little amount of time in an actual lesson yeah. where learning is actually taking place, especially yeah. as I said with you know a group of ten people. Yeah, how do you know you've got everybody on the same page at the same time? You know, learning. Sure. I think you've got to just keep going with it and hope at some point somebody is learning something. Yeah, no, I, I think as from my experience as a teacher, there are moments. Where there there feels maybe it's just in my head, but there's a moment of clarity, mm-hmm. and you really feel you've got everybody's attention, and you're really explaining either a yeah. piece of language, grammar, vocabulary, whatever it is. Yeah, and I, I've really felt it, and I, to be honest, I think it's the one thing that I absolutely love about teaching, mm-hmm. and I I get goosebumps still. Okay, it still happens to me, and I think, yeah. oh my god, that was a really amazing moment, and you just you sort of look at the students, and they're all. <laughs> They just, they got it. They yeah. really understood what it was you were trying to I agree. Teach. I, and I, the same way, I feel like I get tingles. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, it's not that often, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> it's great when it happens. Yeah. But that time when you really do have everyone's attention and you really feel like it's going in, yeah. they're asking really relevant questions exactly. that you know means they're, they're getting it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. They're actually learning it. It's wonderful and it's very fleeting. It is, and that's like what I mean. There it's, for a it's, second, and yeah. then it's gone again. Do you think teaching online so much has kind of made that more difficult? Because the students don't seem as engaged. I can't really tell, but I'm sometimes, oh, especially with groups, you, you look at them and you think, is that person actually just emailing their boss and sort of, mm. is that other person checking something else? And I don't know. No, I haven't really thought about that, but now I have that in my head. I might be thinking <laughs> that same thing, but right. well, hopefully maybe not. That's something that we can look at in the future as well. What? Whether your students are emailing other people while you're talking to them. Yeah. Are those learning moments still happening as much online as oh, okay. they are in real person? Because we're people. We love connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. And is connecting online as effective as in person? Mm, sounds em, like a good title for a podcast. Em, we've gone over 30 minutes. So I think we have <gasps> no to let way. these people... Let these people get on with their lives. <laughs> okay. okay. So I've covered everything there. Mm-hmm. So my my triangle has turned from a pyramid <laughs> into a, a river which flowed down a well of knowledge and um, relevancy, m- memorable reality. Okay. Floodgates. Now, now I'm just repeating myself. Floodgates open. Well, we said repetition was important. Okay, but, not but I boring. have vo- vocalized it at least. <laughs> okay. So to all the active learners out there and all the memorable lessons that they will have and all the hard working teachers exactly. making that learning happen. It's goodbye from me, Gav, and goodbye from me, M. See ya. Mm-hmm.